You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. boy Tom here and I am back and we are Are you sure you're back? Yeah. There's there's no telling. You know what? Actually I do have to put this disclaimer out there. I am doing daddy daycare this week because baby mama is out of town so I may have to hop off if if a crying baby runs into the room but Tom is going to try to put it in put it in right now. Obviously, that's the whole reason I'm in this mess is because I put it in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but how was your weekend, fellas? And, and uh, first of all, let me start because I wasn't, uh, I guess we hadn't talked about it yet. I want to say congratulations to you, Mr. D'Angelo, you Hall of Famer, you. We'll talk about that more later. But I had to say that just in case the crying babies come before I get a chance to. Congratulations. For what? Wow. Um, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you. Uh, and if if you want to know what they're congratulating me on, it's the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, thanks for welcoming me. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of people said that it's just deserved. Some people just like I, um, uh, I could be overrated. Could, whatever the case may be. I am now a college football Hall of Famer, Gary. Uh, Congrats. Want to know against <laughs> you. No big deal. Why, why, why does that even matter? Why does it always have to come up when we had this conversation, Gary? Because I'm one to know. You can say you're 4-0 against me in the NFL, so I got, I got to get my one to know when I can. It's <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Man, when I got the news, though, what's crazy, Gary, is I found out through – uh, through a social media site, I didn't. They didn't call me. They didn't tell me anything, and I'm okay with it. I, I, I'm fine with it. But I found out through a social media site, and when I found out, Gary, I was like, "Is this true? Like, am I like inducted, or am I like, you know, on the the ballot?" Because there's been a number of 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 college Hall of Fames. You know, you got the the state one. You have the city, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the university has their own. So there's certain criteria for different Hall of Fames and different Hall of Fames got different um, uh, things or requirements or criteria in order for you to be there for in order for you to make it. So it's interesting because um, when I got the, 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 the nod, I didn't I didn't know. That it was like the big one, like the 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 NCAA one, because it's a different name, uh, and they they operate under something completely different. So it was interesting, uh, but finding out, man, was 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 real cool. Uh, yeah, that was me, man. I had the uh, the alarm set. <laughs> you didn't want to be late, huh? I, I did not want to be late, man. So I had the I had the alarm set, but. It, it, it was cool getting to know Gary to know that when I was in college that I played at a level that a lot of people uh, didn't play it, and I played it there for a very long time. So that's pretty cool. Well, I will say congrats because I probably won't get to any Hall of Fame at any aspect of college, whether it be college or anything. So congrats. It is a rare thing to do. 
Why do, why do you think it's that's 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 it. it's interesting that you say Oh yeah, real quick, don't gloss over this. Aren't you in your high school hall of fame? I Yes, but I said college. I didn't no, say... but listen, hey, have you told the Angela about your high school hall of fame? Have not. See. It has been what? It has been listen, he know it has been fixed now, but go ahead. They spelled this man's name wrong and got his charity wrong. <laughs> That is a correct statement. They spelled my last name Barn Ridge. Well, I can't say much. D just learned how to spell my last name last year, so I, I did, I did. I, but hey, I got it though. It, yes, hey, and then it doesn't they, matter how long it took for us to get there. We got there. And okay? then they put um, American football without borders instead of barriers, which I that's a very simple mistake because most things are without borders, but there's a reason why it's barriers. Uh, so yeah, they did, but they have fixed that now. So it has been fixed. Yeah, I, said, you, I can understand the charity thing. Cause that's that's actually you know that can happen, but the name, the name so, you cannot. So, so it's funny because I got a picture sent to me of there's another place where they have my numbers retired, and that's out by the football field. And there's a picture of me catching a ball. So he has the back of my jersey. It literally spells my name right there, and they still spelled my name wrong above it. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny, Gary. But it's gonna. It, that's. I don't know if that's been fixed yet. I know that's in the works to get fixed because I had uh, somebody sent it to me and I sent it to the principal to let him know that hey, this is not right. What 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 exactly? And this is. I, I I've had a chance to think about it, Gary. Because uh, initially, when I was inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, College Football Hall of Fame, I was. It felt weird, Gary. It was like, ah, uh, you know, I I didn't know if I did enough, if I if it was if I actually even qualified to be in the Hall of Fame. But I, I felt weird because, you know, it 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 lets you know that back in the days you did something special. We don't know exactly what what it is you did special. We know that it was something that you did was special. And caused you to stand out at the time you did whatever it is you did. Uh, and it was a time when Reggie Bush and Lindell White and Lawrence Maroney and, and uh, you know, Steven Jackson and all of these guys were in college. And they were running up and down the field uh, causing defensive coordinators nightmares. Um, so it's, it's always cool to look back and see that, that the work that you did when you were younger, like was significant, like it was impactful and impactful enough, Gary, to where, uh, they let you know, like, Hey man, you was pretty special when you went to college and to do it at the university of Memphis is something special, man, because, you know, you look back and you see those quote unquote prestigious colleges that, has been doing it for a very long time. Got those long storied histories, uh, that long storied history, and that long storied past that, and that foundation has been built from something out of something, and that eventually becomes something. Um, so it, it, it's, it's pretty cool, Gary. Honestly, because I mean, how many schools you know of uh, that are like? I mean, can you would you call them Power Five? Like, well, how I, I think you... it's all schools. I don't think 
uh, I think any of them can be. I don't know how. I don't know if Division Two has its own Hall of Fame or whatnot. I would think it's one double A. Or NCAA would be this, this this college football Hall of Fame. I don't know how all that breaks down. Right, but you you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So again, just so everybody knows and understands how big this type of thing is, there's been it's also coaches get inducted into this as well. There's been 5.1 million people that have played or coached since uh, college football Hall of Fame has been established, and there's only 1,300 people in it. So, so it's a very elite, like a very exclusive group to get into. It seems like it's lately, it's, now lately, it seems like it's harder to get in this group than it is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and mm-hmm. in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame because people, some people that get in, I don't think are deserving of in multiple different sports, but somehow they make it. Because uh, I don't think stat. I think this Hall of Fame is completely should be only based off of your collegiate stats and what you did at the collegiate level. I don't know if that's actually true. I don't know if they take in what you do professionally as well to put you into it. Do you have to be successful in the NFL to have a chance? I don't know how all how their criteria works. I, I that that's uh, that's um, that's interesting because. I've said this for a number of years and I'll continue saying this. And this is just my generation. Like I can't speak for anybody else's generation, but I can speak for my generation. And when I say my generation, what I've seen, I've never seen a player, Gary, in college. You could go back and you could look it up. I've never seen a player as transcendent as Tim Tebow was when he was at the University of Florida. Can you name another player that that was that that iconic in college, Gary? Maybe three, what is it? Maybe three national one, championship appearances, maybe straight, one, but it got two, skewed because of negative press. Two maybe. Heisman trophies, yeah. I would say Reggie Bush, but his got skewed because of the negative side, but I think his hype if they if there wasn't the old scandal thing, his hype was the highest I've ever seen. Ever and then Tebow obviously followed that up with what he did, and but Reggie Bush was a it was a whole nother level because obviously he did it at USC and made them more of a known. Florida's always been known as a really good school, so that wasn't unexpected. USC has been on and off a lot, and Reggie Bush and Carson Palmer when they were all there, that they made that really put USC even on the map even more. And I think that's where it really, really started from our generation of seeing was Reggie Bush. And I think Tim Tebow just catapulted again because now Tebow got more into the social media aspect world during that time. Social media was starting and a bigger thing. Reggie Bush was, the, I think, the very beginnings of social, any kind of social media type stuff. So he wasn't as big. It really took off, obviously, because of the reach that Tebow could have because of how the dynamics were with social media and the news coverage and everything like that. Man, nobody bigger. Uh, but uh, Tim Tebow, he's going into the hall. Uh, Reggie Bush, uh, Mike Freeney, I mean, uh, Dwight Freeney, and a host of other names, uh, and a few coaches that are going in. So it's it's pretty cool to, to, to be named into the Hall of Fame. That was my initial response, Gary. But then after thinking about it for a while, man, I was like, man, 
after a while, man, it's not going to mean anything. And when I say it ain't going to mean anything, I don't mean to me or to my family. I'm just talking about just the criteria and just what it means with the transfer portal, with the NIL deals. Like, it took me three, four years to to build that that college football Hall of Fame career. Well, now, moving forward, because I'm allowed to jump ship whenever I'm able to jump ship or whenever I want to jump ship, now, like, what's the criteria to make the Hall of Fame? Is it one good year and you in? You win the Heisman Trophy and you in or what? Because, you know, you look at that quarterback at Ohio State. That's who won it last uh won it this year, right? The quarterback. He won the Heisman Trophy. Like, is the Heisman Trophy awarded to the player that has the best year? Or is it is it uh, given to the team that has the best player on it that that is the MVP of all the college sports? You see what I'm saying here, Gary? Well, we've had this conversation with other sports when it comes to MVP, and I think they may need to make a distinguished – uh, distinguish the two because you can have best player on the best team award for somebody, but a Heisman should be the best player all around. If you, if you're a running back and you run for 2,800 yards and your team wins six games, you should still be up for the Heisman because you did something outstanding. You can't control what the rest of the team does. And they would not be because our team went on six games. And that's the same thing we've talked about the MVP with other sports Team, players that are the best in the sport aren't up for MVP because their team may be playing like terrible. In baseball, Aaron Judge won it because of his little stuff, but Shohei Atani should have been the MVP. Like it's not even close, but because all the hype with Judge and because Otani's team was terrible, he didn't get it. Like that's so there needs to be a distinct they need to separate the aspects if they're gonna do Heisman. And needs to be the best player in college football, and then create another award if they want to do the best player on the best team, because I think that takes away from a lot of of the athletes. But I do think that your point you were talking about with players transferring—that's interesting. I would actually like Time's opinion on this thing before you continue, D. D. Or, uh, Time, do you think Joe Burrow is a college football Hall of Famer? Uh, to me, I don't think he has enough time in. Uh, to make that, you know, it's just, I mean, yes, he accomplished, uh, you know, a lot in his short time, but um, to me, a Hall of Famer, you have to have, uh, I I would say probably at least, you know, three good years, two to three good years, um, and like epic level, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. So, so you're telling me that... So you're saying that Derrick Henry is not a college football Hall of Fame? I don't I don't really know enough about Derrick Henry's stats, honestly. Uh Mark Ingram. College football Hall of Famer. He had the one good year, he won the Heisman Trophy, no, then he decided to... not. Okay. So um, I, I don't I don't think you could have one year and be a college football hall of famer. I think like you said, I think it's gotta be three. You can you can make an argument after two, but if you're transferring to different schools and you do it at two, like if you and you're just trying to get a better team around you and you get those stats, I got a, I got an even better one for you, Gary. This is for you, and this is for you, time. Think about it long and hard. Don't just knee jerk reaction. Think about it. Is Jadavion Clowney a college football Hall of Famer? No. 
chilling. Oh. What you think, Tom? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not as well-versed in college football. I do remember Clowney being a beast. Um, but, yeah, I don't know enough about his stats to say. What, what's, the, what's the defensive end name that played for the Chicago Bears that played for uh, Khalil Mack? Uh, Ohio Buffalo? State, the defensive end. For the Bears? Yeah, I think he's a defensive. He played defensive end for. Um, Are you talking about Chase oh, Young? Plays Chase Chase Young is Chase Young the Hall of Famer? College football. In college? Yes. I wouldn't say I, I wouldn't think so. I don't think he had enough stats. So just to put it in clarification, Jeff Jadavian Clowney had a total of twenty four sacks in three years. That's not Hall of Famer. Right. I At was. All. I, I I am who I'm expected to see on the list and make the college football hall of fame. And I, I don't know where he would rank right now in today's time, but Elvis Doomerville had a very, I can see that very, very successful college career. I was going to say, I think, I think honestly, Elvis Doomerville balled out bro for three or four years or however long he was at Louisville for him not to be on this list, be considered or even be talked about. Uh, because, you know, I've, I've seen these guys have these one years and you just like, geez, man, like where did this guy come from? And it's mostly the SEC schools where they don't have to sustain three or four years. You have one good year and you, you kind of, Introduced to the first round of the NFL draft. <laughs> you know what I would like to see, and I think this is pretty pretty interesting thing to think about it because you know you think college Hall of Fame, college Hall of Fame, like we just said, you think you have to have more than one good year, um, you have to have that sustained dominance. I wonder how many of the players that are top level players or thought of, you know, in the NFL actually were like top notch in the NFL or in college. You know, I think if you look back, like people that had great college careers, the reason they have great college careers a lot of times is because maybe they didn't have the, you know, one big year that can propel them straight to the NFL. You know, I think like someone like you, D, you obviously, you know, you were a high draft pick and you came in, you did really well in the NFL. So I think you might be an exception to that rule. But if you look at like, Who's in the College Hall of Fame? I'd be interested to see like what names are like top tier names of people that actually you know crossed over so, to the NFL. Just, but, but, just uh, oh, no, but oh. just because like I, I think I think him because I watch more basketball obviously. And I think like Tyler Hansborough is just one of those people, and like we just said, Tim Tebow in football, top level college player, but obviously you know didn't do anything hardly in the NFL, and Tyler Hansborough didn't do anything in the NBA. But those are like two standards for the College Hall of Fame. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, to, to answer your question, Doomerville probably will not be a College Football Hall of Fame. He had one year he started, and he had 20 sacks in one year. Oh, wow. His senior year was the only year he started, and he had 20 sacks that year. So he had two, four less sacks than Jadavius Clowney had in three years, and Duvermanville did it in one. Now, if he would have started other years, you may have your argument, but I don't think a one-year guy can do it. I don't think you can. Now, he could go down as Louisville 
in the Louisville Hall of Fame, but not the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You have to do it year in, year out for multiple years. I'm, I'm, I would say Derrick Henry, no. Derrick Henry had one year at over 1,000 yards rushing in three years, and he rushed for 2,200. Other than that, he was 990 and 380. Now, they were loaded at running back, so that's not any fault of his own, but I don't think one year should get you into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Is Jalen Hurts a Hall of Famer? No, I, w- I would say you have an argument there because, but he also went to a different school, and I think he only Oklahoma, Alabama. I think yeah. he only had two years. I, I just don't have- see how you get you get surpassed by somebody on your own team. Correct. <laughs> and then you chan- I would say Bryce Young will go down as a future college football Hall of Famer because he had three great years at Alabama. Really, at quarterback, yeah, I think he'll he'll have the stats to back it all up, and he started for three straight years. And if you put Jalen Hurts in, he'll have supplanted another Hall of Famer for the starting job, made him transfer. Okay. So like you would have an argument in that aspect. So let me let me tell you the the conversation that I had uh, um, this weekend. Uh, it's interesting because uh, one of my college uh, room, not classmates, teammates, friends. I don't know, like all the above. Uh, we hadn't seen each other in a while in college, and he was here for the high school coaches convention, Gary. And uh, he was just checking in uh, to see who all lived here. We said that we lived here, and he came by, and we stopped, and we had a great conversation, Gary. And I did not realize that the conversation was going to head in the direction that it went in. And I, he asked me, he said, man, what do you think about these NIL deals? So uh, I don't know if you remember, we literally had this conversation already. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I know we, I know okay. we had this, I know we had this conversation. But I'm saying, so he was talking about how it affected uh, the college landscape and and how uh, you know all these things that these mechanisms that are triggered, uh, things that we didn't take in consideration, and and and, and all these things, right? How do you how do you stick to the criteria that you've always stuck with, Gary, uh, when the landscape that you're now working with has completely changed? Well, I think and you're going to tell me you're going to tell me right now that you can still stick to the same landscape that you've stuck with all these years, even though the NCAA and that landscape and that picture that you've always seen has completely changed. Now, so, it's not just a standard picture now. You can now do portrait mode, Gary. So I would say yes, because when it comes, if you're talking just by criteria to make College Football Hall of Fame and how the NIL and all that stuff and transfer portal affects that, I think the criteria could stay the same. Because if a player is transferring three or four times, he ain't putting up stats to stay. And or else he's getting beat out, and that's why he's transferring. And he's only going to put up one year. And that's now, who, that's not what I'm saying, Gary. I'm gonna I'm give you an example. I'm a I'm a I'm a Division One school. I'm playing for him. It's a small school, Gary. It's a small Division One school. Nobody maybe has heard about you. Probably balled out, rushed for two thousand yards uh, that year. You enter the transfer portal and get a little bit better school. Like maybe you go to uh, a potential power five school, you go there and you completely ball the hell out, Gary. Now you've gotten the attention of the big boys. 
Now you got the SEC guys looking at you. Everybody like, oh, man, holy cow, where did this guy come from? You go there for the one year, and you rush for 1,200 yards. Now you've had that one good year that everybody said that you need to have, Gary. But, in fact, not only did you just have one good year, you've actually had three great outstanding years at the level that you have played at. How do you put that career into the Hall of Fame? Because the level of competition is completely different. You see what I'm saying now? Yeah, so I think you have to take in the effect that he transferred three different times. And that should be a a negative ding on that player because – if you're obviously not, if you're staying at one school, if if you put up 2,200 yards rushing your first year, the big schools are probably going to come after you. If you choose not to or whatever, then I think there is going to have to be a ding on it. Now, how much? That I don't know. That's something they have to figure out because, again, that's new for their criteria, trying to figure out how they're going to handle all this as well. It's a completely different world. That's why I think the transfer portal, they got to figure something out because it's outrageous. It's literally free agency for college football players. I know. Did you see where uh, the NCAA wants to kind of put in the effect of only having allowing you to transfer once instead of multiple times? I, I think that would be fine. But I also think you need to put something in place for coaches. Again, we've talked about this. The coaches yeah. shouldn't have free range to leave every single year if they want. I think they should be locked in for a two-year deal, three-year deal. You can't leave after, except until after two years or three years. I, I honestly, should be three if you're a head coach. Uh, because and it's, You could leave after one year if you're an OC or not because you're taking a higher job. You can't leave after one year to go take another OC job. I would treat it like that. And then that way it forces coaches and players to stay at the certain schools. Cause I think that, I think it's getting outrageous. I think the, the players are finally getting what the coaches have and the coaches are hating it, but the coaches have the same ability to leave anytime they want. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's different though from a mindset of this Gary, it's okay when you are 30, 40, 50, 60 years old and you're making that decision on your future because, you know, you maybe have a wife, kids, something like that, versus some college kid that you've given a whole bunch of money to. Like, this is the this is the narrative. You're giving a college kid that hasn't had money, you're giving them all these millions of dollars or all these thousands of dollars. You know, they're just going to blow it. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. At some point, they got to learn. There's, I mean, Correct. whether you hit the lottery whether you know you was born with money, you was born without money, at some point somebody has to teach you how to sustain, how to survive, how to evolve, how to adapt, and how to live. And with that being said, uh, you know I'm thankful that the college landscape has changed, but I hate that as a result of it changing, other things around it that's associated with the game also has to change. So I think that's what my problem is. I think the biggest thing is they need to make sure it stays exclusive. Even in this this landscape, they got to keep it where it's tough to get in because otherwise, then it becomes less of a bigger deal. It's like like if Joe Burrow makes the the College Hall of Fame after playing one year, that takes away the stuff you did over three or four years. Like it just, it takes away from all the people that had did everything for so long. If you start putting in people that did one, two years total and they get in just because of name recognition or ties into also what they did in the NFL, it should not be like that. It should be based off your college and that should be it. And you should have to be 
outstanding player for multiple years, not just one and not even just two. Yeah, I, I, I'm with it. Uh, speaking of Hall of Fame, Gary, speaking of Hall of Fame, I know we talking football. I'm going to stay in that round, but I'm going to go professional football, and I want to talk about these playoffs because guess who playoff bracket looking nice, Gary? Guess who playoff bracket looking nice, Gary? Well, you got you got one wrong, and I got three wrong. <laughs> Hold on. Before we talk about that, can we talk about how Tom called the Jags making the playoffs? I don't remember that. You I don't remember that either. Watch the tape. Watch the tape early on. I you got to pull that up. You got to pull that up. Jets and the Jags. Yes, sir. You got to pull that one up because I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. But before we jump into playoff football, I, I have a moral question to ask because everybody's been jumping down Michael oh, Vick's before throat. Before you do that, D. Before you do that, D. Because <laughs> what, what I, what I want to ask kind of deals with what we've just been talking about with schools and recruiting and playoff transfer portals and all that. So right. before we get to that. I got to ask y'all this question because I don't know if y'all got friends that kids are getting recruited right now, right? And so obviously you guys both went through recruitment processes and now it's like a whole nother world out there with the NIL deals and uh, the transfer portal. But, you know, I just see some of these people that have like, they're, you know, yeah, their kids are good athletes, but they're getting like, uh, they're getting, uh, what should we call it? Swooned or wait, was it recruited by all these like D three schools? And like I'm seeing like the videos of what these schools are doing for these kids, and it's just like so over the top. And I'm like, I feel like this is when somebody tries to like go over the top for an ugly girl or something. <laughs> you know, what I'm like, like, y'all really doing this much for a one star recruit? You know, I, I I know it sounds bad, but it's just like at what point do you not have to like? Uh, at what point do you not have to cater to all these kids at every single level of recruitment to where you just make them feel like the superstar? I don't know. It just seems very crazy that like D three schools are like you know putting on all these like shows and weekends where they're bringing everybody. I mean, I understand why you got to do it because everybody wants to feel loved and appreciated. But it's just like it seems so crazy to me. It's whoever can get the competitive advantage. Uh, and what smaller schools thought, I guess what the thought process was, is the only way that we can get these smaller schools to compete with some of these bigger schools is if we allow these smaller schools to give money. Um, along with the bigger schools. I don't know why they thought that it was going to be the reverse. Like, oh, okay. But what they didn't understand is that the bigger schools just is gonna get more money uh, <laughs> than the than the little schools. But it's now the conversation going around like we had this conversation, Gary, where it's how much money can I get to go wherever I need to go? Like I'm not going anywhere unless it's more than 50k a year, and I can honestly say that, like, because now amateur sports now is a job. And because it's a, a job, I'm going to treat it as such. So just like electricians, just like construction workers, just like everybody, we all have a set price in terms of, hey, I'll go here and do this for X amount of money. 
and that's no different from college athletes that are saying, hey, I'm going here. But the only way I'm going here is if you pay me this amount of money because I now in turn know how much I'm worth, whether I'm worth it or not. It's what I deem I'm I'm worth versus what you deem you think I'm worth. No, I agree. I think I think it's outrageous the uh, the amount schools are paying for kids. Some of these kids are getting paid more than I made in my career. It's outrageous. Gary, yeah, stop it. Stop that. <laughs> you gotta stop that shit, man. And I told you about that, Gary. You Just need saying. to stop that time. You also need to stop that. And this is what I mean by you need to stop that. Our time is past, Gary. Our time is past already. And because our time is past, you know it and I know it that we won't ever go back there. This game is ever evolving and not necessarily this game pro sports or sports just in general from them trying to make it safe. And when I say them, whoever the powers that be that's trying to make sports safe, whether it's football, soccer, whatever, basketball, whatever sport that you prefer that's professional and you can get paid for it for a very long time. Um, those jobs right there, going into those, at a college level, I now can say, this is my price tag here. Again, I'm, not for less again, I'm not hating on the players asking. Get as yeah, much as you want as a player. I'm saying as the – as It's not our college landscape, Gary. So no, no, I agree. Going, None of this was like I couldn't fathom having this type of. No, no, I agree. I'm not. I have nothing wrong with the players wanting to ask him whatever they can get. I'm all for get whatever you can. I yeah. just think it's hilarious that teams are willing to pay X amount of money for players that are unproven. They have that they're putting eight million dollars behind a quarterback that may never play it down for them because he could be terrible once he gets on campus and they're out that eight million dollars that just that's the part that blows my mind i i love it for the players i think the teams are stupid with the, the amount of money they're throwing out there that's all but if they're willing to throw it out there gary well, I, how are, I, why would we think that why would we deem it stupid because no, i think it's, it's insane that- amounts of money because it's a amateur sport that they're throwing this money at. you know they've always thrown this money at us it just hadn't been to us it's yeah. been to the ncaa and no, they've been making all no, this I'm money saying, themselves i just think it, it's, it blows my mind they're willing to throw money down the trash like that and now it might not happen that often these players might not pan out, but there's a lot of players that are going to get paid that aren't going to pan out and they're just I love it for the players. They got their they got their money because they're not going to go to the league anyway. So but there's no difference, there's no difference from the National Football League here. There's guys that make a but, ton of money. I agree. That, that shouldn't even be there. In in my that's opinion. only the only ones that are drafted. The ones that get, get second contracts have earned that money. Okay. That's I, that's my thing. I think you a lot of it's more the earning aspect that versus just hey I'm giving it to you because you're flashy or you're 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 the hot tip topic right now. It's not because you earned it. You earned it at a lower level, yes, but you haven't earned it at that level. I, it's just hilarious that teams are willing to do that. To me, I think teams. Me, if I was a team, you take the, you take the hits, you get those lesser players, but you say, hey, we're not going to give you anything your first year. If you earn it, we'll give you more. As a team, that's how I would do it if I was at college, because I would want to hear players that want to play here. We're going to give you money. You have to earn it, and you you think players aren't going to earn that money? One thousand percent, they're going to earn it. Now you may. May hit may take some hits to start, but once people buy into that and they start getting the NIL, people are going, oh, yeah, I'm going to earn it and I'm going to get paid. But, again, that that would take a school to do that, and schools aren't going to do that. I know that. And, I, again, this is I love the players get whatever you want. I just think the team, 
that colleges need to figure out a way where they're not just throwing away money like that. But if they want to, so be it. That's the power to them. But see, that's the thing, though. It's not the college that's throwing away the money, though, Gary. It's the sponsors. Correct. It's it's the sponsors. So now the, the sponsors, instead of me having the ability where, let me say, hey, I, I'm a huge fan of Gary Barnage on the Louisville Cardinals. I'm a huge fan of his. How can I show him that I'm a huge fan? I go in and I support the entire team. I buy a sponsorship for the team. The team now makes $3 million because somebody is a fan of Gary Barnage. That's the old, that's our plan, Gary. Well, the the, the new plan is that $3 million goes straight to the player and invested straight into that player that yeah. I'm a fan of, not the team and but, through the institution or the university. But the problem is you say it's not an institution, but it's a booster. So it is somebody from the institution. It's just the booster sponsors. So, yeah, it's a sponsor from another company, but the, that owner of that company is a booster at that school. So the school knows he's going to put that money out. So in a roundabout way, the school's still paying because they they're going to tell that booster to do what they can. Right. Because it's gonna help. They'll kick, give them kickback. They're gonna give them a free suite for the seasons and stuff like that. They're gonna get kickbacks. It's just you're not. And it, the boosters like, yeah, because I want to support my school. I got this extra cash. Why not? And they can yeah. write a lot of it off because it's sponsor deals. They can make money. So it, it's a in a roundabout way. The school is, but they aren't. And, but hey, power to the players. Again, I just schools have to figure out what they want to do because I think. You're putting a lot of, just like the NFL, you're putting a lot of faith in those high picks. A lot of times they don't pan out. So you got to, and colleges are always going to make the money. It ain't going to matter. Same with the NFL. But if you're going to change the system, that's the only way you can do it is if you all do it together. Yeah, I agree. But to go to your aspect of the college football, I mean, you know, the playoffs now. Because, uh, hold on. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. So, in the spirit of of Michael Vick getting attacked, uh, he he made a statement and he said he was talking to Lamar Jackson. He said, "Lamar Jackson, it's the playoffs. Put a brace on that thing, man, and go out there. You got to brace up. You got three games left. You can't, you know, give up on your team like this." And everybody let Michael Vick have it, including RG three. RG three made the comment. He said, "Hey." Me strapping on a a, 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 bra- a brace and going out there and play put me in the position that I was in. You don't tell young players to do that. So my question to you is this, Gary. Was what Vic said wrong or right or are we entitled to our own opinion or we can we, we, we feel free to draw our own conclusion? Or was Vic just out of bounds as a player knowing what we have to go through He's been a player. He should know better than to come out and say or do what he said on that network in terms of, hey, Lamar, put a brace on it, go out there and play football. That's basically what he said we had to do. So my question to you is, where did he say it at? He was um, he was <sighs> – he was on with um like was uh, he a guest or is he employed by the NFL a, or a network or something? He's he's employed by the network. Okay, so he's in he's employed by a network that's covering the NFL. Yes. Okay. So I he's entitled to his opinion. I okay. think what it was said was probably passed along by somebody at the league office 
to make him say this so that way they don't have to say something to make it feel pressure because that's who's writing his checks. So he's going to say it just like I think Skip Bayless says certain things because it just draws people to the show. He doesn't actually mean things he says. He just says things because it creates controversy. And I think that's probably what it was because I think knowing knowing how Vic relied on his legs, if his knee was messed up, there's not a chance in the world if he was due a contract would he have played either because no player is going to – especially if your knee's not right. Like if he – that's what you're relying on. Like RG3 said, which I love what he said because that's true. He went out there and tried to play with an ACL issue and hurt it even worse. And like, it just, and was, it wasn't the same player anymore. And Lamar is literally, if it wasn't his contract year where he was going into free agency after this game, 1000%, I think he would have tried. But the fact he's literally going into free agency after this game, if they lose, why? And I don't think he chose to sit out because of it. I think he's really hurt. He's missed the last like six games and that he came out and said he had a PCL sprain. Like that's not something you can do. If you have, if you rely as a running back, a running back is not playing on a PCL sprain because you have to cut. If you run now, if you're a lineman, you can probably get away with playing on a PCL sprain because you're not doing as many cutting and moving. You're just bracing a lot. Maybe even linebacker, you could probably get away, but like receiver corner uh, tight. I mean, tight end, you may be able to, Depend on what what you're asked of. Quarterback, you could probably play on that. If you're not a scrambling guy, if that's not what you rely on. If you're, just, if you're Tom Brady and you're just dropping back and throwing, you could probably play on a PCL because you're not doing anything. But when you rely on your legs, you can't. That's not something that you're going to do. And to think that he was healthy enough to play, I think that's people just reaching. Uh, I don't think any player is going to just say, I'm not going to play and milk an injury. Now, they may at times, but he's also in his contract year. If he does, so be it. He's going to. He's about to make a lot of money. If he goes out there and, and completely tears his ACL, he ain't getting paid. Anybody that says, oh, you should go out there and play, that's never played football, you don't know what you're talking about because you would have done the same thing because you will get to get 200 to $300 million or you're going to get a one-year prove-it deal for $15, 20000000 million. No, thank you. I'll take my two to three hundred million dollar deal. So this is a this is a very interesting situation, Gary. It's been a while since since uh, the NFL or we have been presented with a situation like this: a quarterback that's starting, that people doesn't necessarily deem him to be the quarterback that they want to pay him because uh, he's not a traditional quarterback to drop back and throw the ball. Uh, sounds eerily similar uh, to another guy that I may mention later on. I may not. We'll see. Um, but the the things that Lamar Jackson has been able to do in Baltimore uh, are far from traditional. Although it's far from traditional, they have now set their offensive system up to accommodate the things that Lamar Jackson does the best. Uh, I'm not saying that Huntley can't get it done because – Huntley didn't look bad, but he was not Lamar Jackson. If I have two hundred to three hundred million dollars riding on a football game gear, and I have just been cleared to play, where they say, "Hey, structurally you can't do anything wrong to it." Now, 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 you have to understand when I say cleared, Gary. You know when they say cleared, there's NFL's there's, cleared and actual cleared are different stories. Right, right, right. You so you get what I'm saying. So I'm cleared. Uh, there's, I can't 
cause any more structural damage. Um, I have $200, $300 million riding on this, Gary, on uh, on how I look. Because we all know that you, you know this, Gary. I know this. And everybody out there, if you don't know this, know this. That he would be based on what comes from this game. So if he was hurt and he played like crap, that's the game that they're gonna put on and say, Lamar, you wanna play you want us to pay you 200 300 million dollars for this shit right here that you just put on TV on camera right here? We got this on footage right here. This is your future. This is this was our litmus test to let us know, like, hey, if we paid you, this is what it was gonna look like. And had it not came out and worked out for him, Gary, it would have been bad. So I, I, I like the move that Lamar Jackson pulled. In terms of whether he was healthy or not, I wasn't able to play in this game. So now it leaves fans clamoring to see, like, damn, if we would have had Lamar Jackson, we would have won this game. And that's all you need to do is create a little bit of doubt in a fan's head to where, like, oh, I need you. And then at that point in time, you got him now from a fan base. So, time, what's your do you think? What do you think about the situation? Okay, I guess. Okay, there he is. Sorry, I stepped out uh, when the baby said woke up. So give me what's the question real quick. The whole Lamar Jackson situation. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a fool that, that Michael Vick would say that. That's, you know, I think RG3 put it right. He's like, that's exactly why you don't, you don't just throw on a brace and play. I don't, I don't care what you say. Yeah, that's my team, but whatever. Whenever you, if, if that's how you want to be in college, that's one thing, you know, because that's a school, whatever. Even then, I don't think it's worth it. But in the NFL, where it's a business, and your body is your business, and your body is your is how you make your money, because if you ain't healthy, you ain't getting no money, then the team can kick you out the door the very next day if they want to. You got to keep yourself healthy. And if that means sitting out big games like this, that's just what you got to do. So, and see, you know, you know what? I'm glad you said that. And and I want to make sure. And I'm a I'm a I I'll die on this hill. I'll die on this hill. And I don't care. Y'all can hate me all y'all want to, Gary. And I know you're gonna probably be the first one to say it, Gary, because of the college, the the college landscape and because of the way it has changed, I see it very similar to the NFL. Now, with that being said, I'm gonna say this. Do you know where I'm going with this, Gary? Nope. You don't know where I'm going with this? The college football landscape is very similar to the NFL landscape. So they are now jobs. They are now working. They are now in that working class as it relates to the NFL. Right? Yep. As far as like the money and all of that. Correct. Why why wouldn't we why wouldn't we see it all the same? The college, NFL, like just sports in general. Why do we have to separate it, NFL and college? Well, to me, it's to me the difference is in the NFL, you've made it to the top of the top. In college, yeah, now you're making, you have a chance to make it. <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of people who know they're not going to play football for the rest of their lives. So maybe playing in that national championship game where they're going to get to suit up with their boys and go out and get this championship is going to be the highlight of their football career. So in that case, yeah, if you want to go out there and risk it because you know that you're not going to be able to play anyways, go for it. But if you're somebody that's made it to the top of your profession 
and you need they're asking you to put your career on the line that's yeah. no for me dog so so with that with that being said I'm a, I'm going to get to what I was saying so with you saying that I I I don't think that college is any different from the NFL in this aspect and I'm glad that I set it up the way that I set it up is this college football players um uh time like you just said um have have been treated completely different and I I I think that they need to be one in the same one in the same meaning that like you said uh Dang, I just lost my train of thought. Well, good, because I have a question anyways. Well, good. So my question question is, do you think Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray? Me? Yeah, in general. Uh Who who would you rather have as your quarterback of your franchise? Lamar Jackson at Baltimore or Kyler Murray at Arizona? Uh See, see, here's the here's the here's the difference. Lamar Jackson in Baltimore is Lamar Jackson's offense. Correct. Kyler Murray in Arizona, they still trying to figure out. Well, it was what, trying to be Kyler's offense, but he didn't execute very well this year. Right. I was about to say, I think you got to take Lamar in that case because you've seen him. Because play. it's it's proven. Yeah, I think. Thing, yeah. I don't think. I think Lamar's game doesn't have a very long shelf life because he's going to get hurt. And he's going to keep getting hurt being a running quarterback. But Kyler has a lot of the running quarterback built into him as well. But I don't think he runs as good as Lamar. He's much smaller than Lamar. He doesn't – you can tell that he must not like to study and do all that stuff if the team felt like they had to put an incentive in his contract about doing that. And then – his throwing didn't like he he added DeAndre Hopkins to his team, and right, <laughs> it's like and I mean I know he didn't get to play with him the whole season, but it's just like come on man, like if there was a year where you could have stepped up and done something, I was all in on Kyler going into fantasy football, and uh, yeah that didn't work out so well. Well, and that's the thing with like with Lamar, I think Lamar is not going to be your typical. He's never going to throw for four hundred yards. He might do it. Luckily, throw for 300. He's going to get you anywhere from 180 to 250, but he's probably going to rush anywhere from 80 to 110 a game, too. <laughs> and then you're always going to have that threat where he could run. Right. I think that's a huge aspect. Kyler has that threat, but they're not scared of Kyler running. And I think so. I think Baltimore's going to have to give Lamar somewhere around what Kyler got, or he's got to be more than Kyler. I think he's a better player than Kyler. But not he's not going to get guaranteed all of it guaranteed. So he needs to step off of that because that's not going to happen. That was a stupid thing the Browns did, and the Browns will Browns because that was a terrible deal. But I don't think teams are going to start giving guaranteed contracts like that. Kirk Cousins got a guarantee, but it was a lot less money, and that's why he got it all guaranteed. And that, but you're not going to see that. And I think that's the problem. Lamar is going to have to step back from one and all guaranteed, and just he's just say, just give me more than Kyler per year. And or more than give me the highest quarterback per year all average, and then it doesn't have to be guaranteed, but except for by injury after X amount of years. Well, I just want to I just want to make sure we go on record to say this, Gary, because I, I I'm not gonna let y'all have it both ways, time. So I want to make sure that I, I we go on record and we say this. You're saying that if you're hurt in the National Football League, injured, hurt, um, and you're up for a contract year or Sit out until you're healthy. 
We all agree well, with that, right? I, it depends I, on I, the injury. Like, like the, for the, me, the, only, the, the reason why I'm saying this is because y'all have been in the driver's seat in terms of college football players playing in bowl games, I even never, though they're I'm high recruits. Now. I love it. If, if you got to have that same energy now, time. If, oh, if, I, if, if I could. Well, that we getting to you, D. We we that is not what we said. We I think we've all agreed that you don't have to play in the college football the games if you're if you're it's it's a personal decision. If if you want to go out there and play, you, yeah. But I have no problem with somebody sitting out that wants to sit out because they feel like they got something at the next level. And the crazy thing is, I think you're gonna see. You're Steven. lying, Tom. You're lying. Both of y'all are lying. We had no. this same conversation when we was talking about basketball players, or we was just talking about players in general, where they took they we talked about mental health. What was the basketball player name where he was talking ben about Simmons. Ben Simmons? They gave him hell about it. We were on we was on talking about it on the podcast. Correct. This is very similar. This is no different. We are different when it comes to how we view I think like, it's different. I think it's very different. I'm, it's different in this. I'm not mad at Ben Simmons taking whatever break he feels like he needs to take, but that is not the same as somebody that is physically hurt that is playing the most physical sport that is possible. Like, if you are hurt to go out there and play a football game, you are putting yourself at risk for a longer, a longer period of time. Your career could be ended by doing that. That is a big difference than the mental health thing with Ben Simmons, even though I don't even I don't I didn't even care about that. So I think you're just trying to bring up stuff to make your point and it's just not true. So No, uh uh-uh, I'm not. I'm just I'm just saying I based on what you're saying, I'm like I again we've had this conversation, you're free to pick and choose whatever a la carte you want to go with and like, ah, oh, okay, I'll accept it in this, but I will not accept it in this. You're free to do that. Whenever you what? want to do it, I'm, but I, I'm also free to point out when you do that too. D'Angelo with that word salad over there. No, I'm not pointing out about the nephew. Why are you doing that? Over there? No. <laughs> so, a whole bunch of nothing over there. Dude. I think, I think, and when you're talking about the college stuff, I think you're going to see a lot more kids opting out of bowl games because the playoffs are expanding to eight teams. That was the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and you're going to see a lot more players opting out of that, and that's just. Because why, it's, why, why would why would why would they opt out of it though, Gary? If they're be, getting more money, they're, they're not getting money by the per game they play. No, they're not. But we're not looking at per game they play. We're looking at it from a because we're looking at it from a see, college kids' perspective. Yeah, you're going to see we don't them look opt at that. out of the play of the playoffs if it's eight because eight teams because more kids are going to be going to the draft. They're like, I'm not risking playing three more games. To have an opportunity to get a national championship and then risk those three games to get an injury before I go to this draft, no chance. I'm sitting out all of them. Now here's I think the thing: you're gonna see more oh. people opting out of the side bullshit bowl games, like the the. Uh, Western, I think all of them. The Western Sizzling Blockbuster Bowl. You're telling me if you if you're gonna be a top a first round pick and you have three games you can potentially play to win a national championship. Oh, I'll go and play all three of those. No one, if I tear my ACL, I'm, I'm a fifth rounder. It it just depends. It depends because now here's the thing, Gary. Here's the thing that you're taking not taking into account. I think for the people that are going to be playing for that highest title, like the national championship, 
the fact that they have already made millions is going to make them more likely to stay and go for that national championship. I, I think it's the opposite. I think they're going to want that uh, revolutionary money. Well, yeah, but they've already made millions, and it's like, hey, you know, what's the chances of I'm getting hurt? Well, now, well, now here's here's the difference. Now, I don't have to go to school in the NFL. I have to go to school in college. Correct. So I think that's what the 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 difference is. We're still paying these players. Uh, they're amateur athletes. They're getting paid uh, a, a nice wage, but at the same time, they still got to go to school and still perform and have the grades in order to maintain whatever income they have coming in through sponsorships anyway. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but that's a whole other side thing. We're talking about we're talking about right now performance. I think players, because they're making millions, are going to be more likely to chase the national championship. But I think they're also going to be more likely to um, not play in those bowl games that are on the side. Well, no, I, I, think, it, I think it's all not going. Well, here's, here's, here's one of the things about playing in the bowl games that was the incentive. Y'all can probably tell me better than anybody. When you played in one of those bowl games, that was like the only free stuff that you got. And it's got even worse than it was. There was better gifts I got when I played in bowl games than they were given for bowl games this year. Right. That's yeah. that's the only money. That's the only money that they were paying out. Well, now, let me let me make sure let me let me make sure we we say this cuz I mean, you call them bullshit bowl games. Like I understand they're not BCS uh after uh, you January six first. and six versus five and seven. Yeah, all those, I, like, I, I understand that because I've been one. Of, I've been one of those teams. I, all I'm saying, all okay, I'm saying it was is a bullshit that bowl game. I don't care. I, 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 I respect that it was a bullshit bowl game. If that's what you want to call it. All I'm saying is the gifts that I got were absolutely amazing. The money that they paid was absolutely amazing. And without those those gifts of free stuff and the little bit of money that they gave. I wouldn't have been in the situation, but again, that's old landscape, new that, landscape. Exactly, that's what I'm new. saying. That was the only money y'all got to see. That right, was the right. only gifts y'all got to see. Now right. these guys are getting millions for, for doing a, a commercial for Joe Taylor's car lot. Well, here's the thing, though. If I'm doing a, <laughs> if if I'm Joe Taylor's car lot, though, the only way that I'm going to continue to pay you the funds that I'm going to pay you is if you play in this bowl game because all my most of my recognition going to come from this bowl game because that's going to be like the Super Bowl or the highlight of your season. So I need you to play. And not only do I need you to play, I need you to ball out, get MVP, and then talk about my product because I'm paying you to do that. Here's the thing. If you're a player that's good enough to where you're even considering sitting out in the bowl game because you can make it to the NFL, does Joe Taylor's car lot really want you to get hurt? Or is Joe Taylor got you signed to NIL deal for, oh, you know what? You make it to the NFL, now you're on an even bigger platform. <laughs> you know, I'm like. Again, well, I stick by my statement more kids will be opting out of college football playoffs. Right. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. We, we don't see it that much, though, Gary. We don't, it's not as significant enough. When it goes to, to 18, I think it will. Because there, that's an extra game that it's they have to play. extra three games. That's an extra two games. What? You got to go from you go from eight to four to two. That's three extra oh. games, and on top of your ten or eleven games during the season. Okay, so they're adding one extra game to the college football landscape. So it's going from four to two, from eight to four to two, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they add an extra one extra game. Yeah. Okay. So they're doing pretty much what. 
the NFL did when they had the extra 17 games to get more revenue to get more revenue to expand to pay for these NIL deals. It's a balance of fairness, boys, because we need we need Alabama to be in there every year, and we need uh, things. The thing is, Bama is going to be in there every year. People got to get stop getting mad about it. They're good. They're a very good team. They recruit really well. They play better teams. They're going to be in every year. People's got to deal with that. That's part of it. Yeah. Okay. The SEC in general, they get they had the best teams. Yeah, and we still hadn't been able to talk about uh, the playoffs. Like, and we're almost done with this podcast. So yeah. let's dump, let's just dive into the playoffs just, real quick. Just let's quick, let's on... talk quick quickly. Okay. So uh, 49ers, um, Seahawks, uh, Seahawks. We beat the Purdy shit out of them. Yeah, yeah. Purdy was pretty good. Uh, Baltimore, Cincinnati. Okay. Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati ended up winning I, that one. Now, what, as a running back, what's your opinion on J.K. Dobbins? If it's Lamar Jackson, I'm fine with the quarterback trying to run that ball in to to win the to score. Why are you not giving the ball to J.K. Dobbins to to score instead of fumble? Why putting it in Tyler Huntley's hand? There's Lamar, yes. It's Tyler Huntley. Give it to J.K. Dobbins. Bro, this is a classic Super Bowl moment where everybody knew that Marshawn Lynch was getting the ball, and when it didn't happen, we was like, Wait, what? Like literally everybody doing the Super Bowl was like, oh yeah, we finna give they finna get this to Marshawn Lynch three straight times. Oh yeah. We was like we everybody at home was like, Yeah, well, they ain't gonna be able to stop Marshawn. We done seen this man yep. moss like not moss, but like monster eleven people. Yeah, we, we already knew you finna get it three straight times. There's no damn way you're gonna deny this man three straight times of getting in this end zone and they pass the ball. That's exactly what Baltimore did to us. We was like, oh, yeah, we, 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 yeah. And we saw it happen. And we was like, wait, hold up. What? Whoa. Yep. The hell just happened? Why, why you, why you, and he was doing good too, Gary. But, and that's the thing. What I have no bad? problem if it was Lamar. Okay. Cause Lamar's the guy you're supposed, he's supposed to be. That's what he does. Tyrell Huntley hasn't played a ton in his career and that's a huge moment. Now it's not the moment. I think he's trying to extend the ball, all that kind of stuff. It's not what you can't do at that moment. You just got to try and score. Right, right. Uh, speaking of that, we're gonna we're gonna continue because we're gonna talk about Minnesota and, and New Giants. York. Now, yeah. I said that could be one of the most entertaining games because I thought it could have gone either way because I thought Daniel Jones has been playing lights out the last four weeks before the playoffs, and he showed it why. It's hard. The Giants looking good right now. I'm really, saying. really. If Daniel Jones is going to throw for 300 and rush for 80, that's tough. That's uh, tough to stop. And their defense I'm, is terrible. They're not amazing. And then you still have Saquon, who always at any time can hit you for a long one. Right, but when when it's coming from the running back spot, it's not as deadly. Correct. Like I think I think gone are the days of the Adrian Peterson days where you got a guy back there and anytime he touched the ball, that threat of going the distance, like Derrick Henry. Like everybody's terrified of Derrick Henry of getting ran over, but nobody's terrified of getting ran past. Correct. You see what I'm saying? Or like uh, him breaking out and not being able to catch him, you know, because people are I, I, he does it, but nobody's scared of it. You see what I'm saying? Because yep. they feel like they have a chance. Like gone are those days. So J.K. Dobbins, for him to come out and say what he said in terms of, hey, if this would have been Lamar Jackson, we would have won that game. No doubt in my mind. I applaud him for that. Yeah. Because uh, one, 
it's him letting them know, like, hey, go get your money, Lamar. We behind you as a team. And two, us letting you know, like, look, we don't care how this organization see you. We see you as our quarterback. And not only do we see you as our quarterback, we see you as our leader, and we see you as the playmaker that we know you are. Yep. That's what I got from J.K. No, saying what he said. It. I liked it. So, um, Dallas, Miami, Tampa. No, we'll go Dallas, uh, Tampa. You go Dallas, Tampa. Man, I, that wasn't even a game, bro. No, no, Cal- I don't even. Tampa looked terrible. Go Cowboys. Man, I we, don't know what's going on in Tampa, man. Like You see, hold on, do you hear you hear a time? He's being the LeBron. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Oh, they're not in. Boys. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan now. We them boys. <laughs> 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 He's that LeBron jumping team right there. Hey, no, I, I see that. In Dallas, I got to pull for him. I, I see you don't that. Don't have so, to do anything. So, so, so Dallas beat up on the aging Tom Brady. Yep. Because before it was like, ah, Tom Brady's this, and then they like, ah, man, you just beat up an old and, man. And I was wrong. I just said never bet against Brady. Well, you can bet against Brady now. Yeah, oh. you can bet against Brady now. You you don't have any problems. So we go to the Miami. Well, um, now were, were were you a little scared because you had Buffalo? Going all the way to the final to the Super Bowl, and they versus a third string quarterback were struggling. <laughs> I I gotta let you know that the my, the Buffalo Bills had four turnovers, two pick sixes, mm-hmm. and won that game, Gary. And won that game. How could you you can't bet against Buffalo right now? They're strong. I and I like them. And again, you could say the same thing about the Chargers. <laughs> they had four interceptions. <laughs> yeah, they did. In the they first did. quarter. <laughs> Yeah, they did. We can oh, get to them. Like, you talking about living on the prayer, man. Where the hell did the Jacksonville Jaguars come from, bro? The fact, I think, honestly, what I truly believe what you saw in the national championship game with the Georgia Bulldogs over TCU. Chargers just took their foot off the gas. They stopped trying to score. They stopped. They did, they started running stupid plays. They didn't put the ball in Eckler's hand enough, and then their defense just looked like they got lackluster. Like what did they? Like I don't know what they were doing. I, do I think Jacksonville should have won that game? Hundred percent no. I feel the the stupidity of people in this world because the fact that a guy bet one point four million dollars. Oh my god. The Chargers to win when they were up twenty-seven nothing just to win eleven thousand dollars, and he lost one point four million dollars. That's just stupid. You yeah, know that's, that's the real reason the Jaguars won, don't you? Vegas made the call. Vegas called down. Like, like the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. Yeah. Hey. Keep this shit going. Hey, Vegas called in and said, "Hey, boys, we got one point four million that we got to." We got. I, I need, I need, I need finals. Who's who's playing in the AFC championship? Oh, you got one more game. Hold on. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. Don't, don't we have one more game? Well, I'm talking about you guys. We can't. We, who are we picking this week? That's what we're going to say. That's what we're going to get to. Yeah. Damn, so, Tommy, why? Uh, you, I was saying I wanted to get to the picks. Who's playing in the AFC Championship game? Well, it's Who's not the championship. But no, championship. No. So you got Philly versus Giants. Gary, whoever wins is playing in the AFC and the NFC championship yeah, no, game. Well, who you got? Philly versus Giants. Who who do I have? Yeah. Philly. Philly it's gonna right. be Philly 49ers on the NFC side. And on the AFC side, it's gonna be Kansas City. And Buffalo is what you and got. Buffalo. In in Atlanta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, time, who you got? 
I got Philadelphia and the Cowboys playing you each so other. You're so disrespectful. Okay. You're so disrespectful, bro. Hey, what's, this is what's going to happen. Brock Purdy is going to show that he is a third-string quarterback for the first time this year. And the Cowboys are just going to pull it off. They're going to squeak it off. Now, we beat the Cowboys last year and put your ass out the playoffs now. So, what's your next one? Next one? Uh, who's playing who again? Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cincy, Buffalo. Okay. Oh, goodness. So, I'm going to take the Bills. And in a shocking turn of events. You're picking Kansas City. The Jaguars <laughs> are going to beat the Chiefs. Upset the Chiefs. All right. It's going to be Jags Bills in the AFC finals. That's okay. I, I, I applaud you for thinking stupidity, but that's fine. I'm going Giants over Philly. I know you ain't going to talk about my picking and say something like that. Giants <laughs> have looked better than Jacksonville has looked. Uh, San Fran over Dallas. Kansas City over Jacksonville. I like it. There you go. And then Preach. Cincy over Buffalo. That's not going to happen. So I got Kansas City, Cincy, that's San not going to Giants in the champ in the uh, championships. After after watching that game last weekend, bro, I'm I almost want to book Buffalo going to the Super Bowl because they have already went through their trials and tribulations, and no other team has gone through that. Other than them, four pick, I mean, four turnovers geared, two pick sixes. Can I give you all my conspiracy theory? Yeah, go ahead. 10 4 hat. We're in, we're in a simulation, right? Uh huh. So the, the Super Bowl is going to be the Buffalo Bills versus the Dallas Cowboys. To roll back all of those 90s uh, fans where the, the Bills kept getting destroyed by the Cowboys every year. And, you know, uh, obviously America's behind the Bills and DeMar Hamlin right now because of everything that happened. So now the Bills are going to get their ultimate glory by beating the Cowboys for the, finally in the Super Bowl. That's my 10 hat. Right. My question is this to you, though. DeMar Hamlin, obviously he's on the road to recovery. What game do I show up for? Do I he come back super? No, 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 no. You're not playing. I'm talking about uh, what game – do I show up and cheer my team on? Do I show up to the Super next Bowl. playoff game or do I show up for the AFC Championship game? Super Bowl. Where you show a Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. I think the NFL asked them to go to Atlanta if they make it to the neutral site game. Okay. But all right. Well, just yeah. for everybody's reference, we will not be back until next Tuesday. Will be our next filming because we're going to wait till. Well, actually, no, they don't have a Monday night game, right? No. Nah. We, we'll be back on Monday then because we we'll were going to be wait because back. it's not a Monday night game. We waited till after Monday. I'm so. letting you know right now, again, in the AFC and NFC championship game, it'll be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles versus my 49ers. Bookie. Well, it must be so hard to pick all the favorites, D'Angelo. I didn't. I, that's just. I. It wasn't even. I. My teams are still alive. Time. <laughs> the ones that I picked and and chosen in this bracket. <laughs> Gary's the one that had three wrong, and I just had one. Correct. I actually had the one I had winning next round too. <laughs> well, and, and believe it or not, I had Jacksonville winning. 
I had Jacksonville winning. I actually won $100 on that bet. <laughs> it wasn't looking good in the first quarter. <laughs> it wasn't looking good in the first half. Yeah. Well, well uh, right before we go, I got to tell you this. So Trevor Lawrence, every time I see him, he always reminds me of sunshine. Of course. Um, every time he takes his helmet off, uh, all, all the time. So while I'm watching the game, every time they would show him, I would say sunshine, sunshine, sunshine. And so my youngest son, when he sees the Jaguars play now, just says sunshine. <laughs> I'll give you another one for Trevor Lawrence that somebody told me the other day. And I was like, I see it. They said he looks like one of the people from Avatar. I don't see that. Like the blue people paint his face. Go, go, go. There's a picture online where they like blended an avatar with him. You find that. <laughs> I can see it. Thank y'all for joining the Cinnamon and Sugar hey, podcast. We, we really appreciate you. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> One question. Yes or no. Before we go, we can talk about it more later. Okay. Does Vince McMahon sell the WWE? Yes. 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 Damn, y'all, y'all, y'all. Does hollered. AEW buy it? No. Y'all hollered yes, like y'all had some inside information. No, I, I, I'm saying yes because this is a prime opportunity for AEW to take full control I don't of, think of AEW the wrestling it. world. With I don't want AEW selling. to have it. Well, no, they would won't Vince, have WWE. Would Vince sell to AEW? No, he won't sell I, it to AEW. I don't think he even sells it to AEW. No, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't want him to. Yeah. I like I like there being multiple places wrestlers can go. It just keeps the product fresh. It doesn't get stale. Because WWE's gotten stale because they didn't have competition. They're starting to get more edgy now because they had to they had to continue AEW and then Impact and all that. Okay. And 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 one more thing. In 2023, will we see CM Punk wrestle again? Yes. Okay. And which and which uh, company? In AEW. Okay. In 2023. Yes. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Tom. Take us out. That'll wrap us up. We'll be back next week's same place, different time. Back to our normal time. On Monday. I might not be here, but we'll see. He's never here. We know <laughs> never here. Never here. <laughs> we appreciate you tuning in. You can catch the video on our YouTube channel. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We out. We out. Bye. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 